Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I am the librarian at Glenthorne High School here in Sutton, uh, Surrey. Um, this is a podcast that will only be about 20 minutes, so don't worry, 20, 20, 20 to 25 minutes of ideas usually is what I'm trying to do. Ideas that w- work for me, stuff that doesn't work. Um, it's just an idea place... <laughs> an idea place, um, an ideas podcast where I just talk about things that I've done this week, things that I felt like, felt like has, uh, has worked well. Um, so, you know, what it, I hope it is useful, um, uh, to you. And it, it's just something that I like to do. I like to share ideas. I think that as librarians, we're kind of insular people. Um, sometimes a lot of us work on our own. I'm very, very fortunate that I have a colleague in the library that I can bounce ideas off of, and they are extremely um, resourceful and extremely creative, and that helps me a great deal. But I am 100% aware that um, the majority of librarians, especially in the UK, I would say, um, just from my experience being lucky to visit other libraries and speak to other librarians, um, I think they work on their own. Um, therefore, it is quite an isolation, isolating um, position. Um, I could not do anything that I do really without my colleague. It's all very warm and fuzzy to say, well, you can get student library assistance, but at the end of the day, student library assistants are student library assistants, and I'm not... Um, dismissing anything they do because hours are extremely helpful and valuable. Uh, however, when you're thinking of big picture things or policies, of course, they, they're just not, they, and you wouldn't expect them to be. Um, it's tricky. So you need to, um, when you're on your own, uh, which I, I spent a little bit of time on my own, um, and, you know, it, it, you're like, oh, whoop-de-doo, but uh, um, I know how difficult it is. Um I was a teen services librarian in the public library um, for five years in Canada, and I was essentially on my own there in many regards. And it was tough. Uh, it was very tough. Um, so uh, what am I trying to say is that this is me kind of reaching out and saying these are the things I've done uh, hopefully the things that I'm talking about are doable for you if you are on your own. I try to make things practical. I try to make things uh, useful. Um, uh, last uh, One of the last uh, you know, two sessions or two episodes before this, I talked about some library lesson ideas that were kind of centered around our book award, and I have a link there to um, a full podcast about how we run our internal book award. This year it has really taken off, and I'm super excited for it. Um, what I do is we have eight books. They're shortlisted, okay? Um, I won't go through all the whole book award thing because I just talked about that in another episode. So you can check out um, two episodes back from this, and it'll be called Library Lesson Ideas. You can um, you can you know read that yourself or li- read it. Uh, you could read it, I suppose, but listening to it's usually how it works. Um, <laughs> so eight books. So I'm trying to get the students really, really excited about these books and staff. Um, and I'm again, I'm extremely lucky that years seven, eight, and nine come in for a dedicated library lesson. So in the course of a two-week period, I get to see about 850 students, ages 11 to 13. 
And like I said before, like when I worked in the public library, 90% of my job was to get students in here, get bodies in the library. Um, that is all that all that effort is taken away because they are in here. They ha- they come in for their library lesson with their English teacher, and I'm very fortunate again because I've heard from other librarians where this doesn't happen. But the English department is happy for me to lead these lessons, one hundred percent. They're they're there to support me, and um, I wish I had a magic bullet answer to say how that came about. It was kind of like, do you want to do this? And I and it was came from the head down, and I said, of course. Um, and again, I'm lucky that the head teacher, when I was hired, I've said this story a million times, but I'll say it again. I never worked in a school in the UK. I never worked in the UK. Well, I had, but you know, that's another story. I got, uh, I got, I worked at the, I worked at Bristol University, and I was terrible at what I was doing. I was literally could not be doing anything lower level, um, and I got let go, um, fired really. Not for anything horrible, really, just incompetence. To be honest, I one of my jobs was to like lick envelopes. This is by <laughs> I made myself laugh, but yeah, lick envelopes like some sort of um, pack mule and just send things out. Um, and I was given a stack of things to put in envelopes and mail out, <laughs> and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought that they were it was a generic like. There was. I thought every letter was written the same. Okay, I don't know why I thought. I just assumed. I wasn't told any different. Each one was addressed to a specific person, and each one was personalized. And I did not. I wasn't told that. In my defense, I was not told that that was the case. I was given a stack of letters and a stack of envelopes. Mail these out to these addresses. Um, and so I did it, but I sent them all to the wrong places. So I sent these personalized ones, apparently, to the wrong people. And the person that um, uh, was affected by this, uh, the person who gave me the task, who wanted the things mailed out, um, how do I describe it? Meltdown's not a good word. Um, it doesn't describe the 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 reaction that she had to this. Um, she acted like... I, someone who I don't know, like a death in the family, if that makes sense. Like she, it was to me an overreaction. Um, I had to phone p- people and apologize with a handwritten note that they had written. She had written for me to read to apologize. Um, her husband <laughs> worked. I'm laughing. You can laugh at this now. I, uh, her husband worked at the university as well, and he had like a quite a high up position. And he came down and ceremoniously told me I was no longer working there. Uh, and he called me a few things. And I, yeah, I was young. Um, I called him a few things. I'll, I'll never work. <laughs> I'll never work at Bristol University again. We'll just say that for licking envelopes and mailing to the wrong people. Um, I mean, I could probably walk in there now and be like, hey, they they wouldn't remember me. I don't think the colossal screw-up that I was. I hope you're enjoying this story. Uh, what else did I work in Bristol? I did work. I worked at a place called Kitchens, which was an absolute horrible, horrible place. I hope it goes out of business. Um, it, was, it was. I think there were only three in the UK, uh, one in Cardiff, one in Bristol, and one somewhere else, and it was terrible. I hated them, and they hated me, and I lasted about two weeks. I was put in charge of selling salt and pepper shakers. And uh, I wasn't good at it. I'm not a good salesman. And um, I really hated them. Uh, They did not care for me. Um, 
how do I put it? I, it was on commission and it was very cutthroat and I just didn't bother. I couldn't be bothered if they bought a salt and pepper shaker. I couldn't care less. And, uh, hated every second of that place. And they were super rude and super snobby. Um, and yeah, so that was my job experience in the UK. So then I went back to Canada. <laughs> Why do you care? You don't care about this stuff. Um, and then I, um, came back and I was like working I had never worked in a school before now we're back on track eight minutes in uh now now I'm back on track I was working never worked in a school before uh, in the UK never worked in a library before in the UK really um and so I had no clue and then there's this thing where they this school Glenthorne they went in 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 um in July you kind of meet the new staff for September in this big kind of meeting and everybody, you know, um, he, the head teacher at the time, he, he would call in your name and you would stand up and he would introduce you to the whole whole staff. You're talking like, I don't know what, 200 plus people. Um, and it was kind of nerve wracking because you're new and blah, blah, blah. And I'm there and I didn't get the memo that you could just wear what you wanted because it was a million degrees outside. It was after the school had end. It was like an inset day or whatever, and I mean, I show up in a full suit because I had no clue, and I'm I don't do well with um, uh, heat. Uh, something I learned for later from another um, autistic uh, person. I'm autistic, and um, I learned that uh, we don't like heat, and I didn't know that. I just thought my whole life I was just like I sweat easy. I don't know. I don't like warm things, and. Um, um, certain clothing, of course, and I didn't know till I was much older that it's a not very common autistic trait not to like heat and not to like certain types of clothes and sensory things, and I did not know that for many decades in my life. Anyway, I'm sweating, and he calls me my name, and I stand up, and he said, this is uh, Lucas Maxwell, and this is our new librarian, and he's going to make every single one of every single student and staff in this school fall in love with reading, and that was my introduction. I mean, no pressure, but I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, I can do this. I thought, like, I, you know, he's got my back, and I can do this, and from day one, he was like 150% behind me. You want to do library lessons? Yes. You want to bring in some authors? Yes. Um, there wasn't, there was a very, very little budget. It took me a long time to kind of like build up that trust. But, and then I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool. Cause, um, in Canada at the time, even now worse, I mean, the school library system was being gutted. And then I was slowly going to conferences and meeting other librarians. And it's like, oh, it's not like that everywhere. I mean, we are a state school. We're not some sort of elite private school or anything like that. We are a state school with, you know, and but he was uh, 100% behind everything so um i have been ex- i'm not saying i'm not lucky uh i'm just saying i by given the chance i was i was able to take that chance and i didn't take it for granted i i worked extremely hard to build it up as much as i could um anyway what we've been doing in library lessons, the practical aspect of this um, podcast, is that um, the book award. So the first round of uh, introducing the books was to simply um, give each table. So each table in the library lesson has maybe five kids. So you got like six tables, five each, four or five, around 30 kids. Um, eight book covers. Each group gets eight book covers, and they simply <clears throat> spend a few minutes, and they arrange them from least favorite to most favorite. Um, it's hard when there's a group, but they can usually agree. And if there's like a split decision or people who don't agree, they can put them side by side, if that makes sense. 
the other thing that's important is that I am recording all of this. So this class, this table said this, bang, this this cover got them. So we have eight amazing books. We've got Mexican by Pedro Martin. It's a comic book. True story. Cannot recommend it enough. We've got um, Finn Jones was here by Simon James Green. Simon James Green, hero, legend, is coming in uh, to the school in April. We've got Steady for This by Nathaniel Lasore. He seems amazing. I'm just starting to get to know him over social media. He looks, um, his book looks absolutely amazing. It is amazing. I've been reading through it. Um, then we've got The Wild Storm Curse by um, Eve Rosaki Morris, and she's been here before. The Bird Singers is a huge book here at this library based on her library vi- or her school visit. She is an amazing author, and I cannot recommend her to your school enough. And then we've got Trapped by Sophie McKenzie. I don't know anything about Sophie McKenzie. I know Girl Missing is hugely popular in this country for a long time I don't know anything about those books uh, missed missed that not a not a North American thing trapped looks like a really cool concept and I loved the fact that it was a Barrington Stoke book and that it was getting some attention from um, students who wanted a a f- thrilling fast interesting read about crushes about people in a precarious situation literally the bus is hanging the coach is hanging over a cliff with a singing club from the school trapped inside so I it's like yes um away with words by sophie cameron i love sophie cameron um she was one of our first kind of like author visits uh, way back when she wrote um her book about falling angels that i've forgotten and i, I should uh, um i should know it and uh i should know it and uh what am I saying? Um, though I'm going to look it up live, and I apologize to Sophie. And she's got many other books, by the way. Um, uh, Away with Words, Sister Again, Last Bus to Everland, set in Edinburgh. That is a good book as well. Um, but what is the name of the book that she wrote about... Um, out of the blue, um, about the angels falling from the earth. I read it, now, or falling to the earth, and I was like, this is crazy this is awesome and i met her at a conference and i said would you ever come to south london you know because i know she's from scotland um and i was like would you ever come to south london and she did you know she came and she inter- was interviewed by our students and um just a cool person so if you don't know sophie cameron um you should have her books in your library um and then we've got loki the third loki by louis duell and that is an amazing book uh and louis is a is an awesome person and her books are um they are extremely popular if you're fans of wimpy kid or anything like that then we've got last but not least bite wrist by sj will so um i chose bite wrist because again horror and sharp dialogue thrilling uh, aspect our kids love books like crater lake dreadwood fear ground flock horror the jennifer killick masterpieces um and i was like this is kind of like a gritty maybe a little grittier um possibly less comedy but i know there's some really sharp dialogue in there uh it's so cool though bite risk uh w- the adults are werewolves they turn into werewolves kids must save you know the town it's all got everything you need um so <clears throat> i've got about three or four copies of each book and they came to the library just yesterday which is a friday okay um my my fantastic colleague cataloged them asap uh and we did the book covers okay favorite book covers then we did favorite blurbs right and then they chose like a favorite one overall uh i will say so far trapped is in the lead for favorite most um like based on book covers based on blurbs trapped is so far um the favorite now will that change yes 
um, but I'm sure it will because they haven't submitted any reviews. So my goal, my job is that they can they can send in a um, a review of a book um, based on um, based on our house reading challenge. So all the kids are in houses. Um, we've got Rollison, Turing, Seacole, and Morris house, and they can every time they read a book, they can submit a house review. Now they used to be online. We've had some trouble with our VLE lately. Um, they can't submit book reviews online yet at the moment, but they can. Um, uh, they can submit paper reviews, which I don't like so much, but that's the way it is. Um, anyway, th- that's the, that's the deal with that. And every time they submit one, they I will put their name in to win some stuff in March. So we, we're going to announce the winner during World Book Week. That's what makes it a World Book Week kind of activity. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that's what we're going to do. And the the winner of the of the book award will be announced. The authors are all aware, okay? But this week, what have I been... Well, so, favorite covers, favorite blurbs. And they, they really get into it. The students have really been interested. So I just printed it. I made them match the blurbs to the books, um, which they really love. And then we got students who maybe struggle with comprehension and reading and stuff like that. Doing that activity, just having to read a blurb, which is only like sometimes three or four sentences, and discussing the books um, has been really fun. Uh, there's not, they're not required to read huge chunks of text. I'm not demanding they do this or that. It's just been really um, fun, in my opinion. And the book covers are nice and bright and colorful, and it's been really good that way. So that is something I'm really happy to be doing. Um, then then I, the, this week has been a different one. So how, what I've done is um, I've t- t- tailored it to different levels of ability. So all I've done is um, I've, gone, I've done another book talk about these eight books, really promoting them now that they're on the shelves. And I can tell you they are hugely popular. They've been just borrowed and borrowed and borrowed um they're all the mexicans are gone all the traps are gone i think those are the top two um bite wrists are almost all gone they're just being torn off the shelves by these kids that i've got this dedicated display for i'm going to be emailing the teachers as well to um highlight highlight it um it's been a lot of fun doing this and um anyway what am i trying to say what i've done is i've just created a sheet where it's like first lines okay um, the first line of the book is written on um, of each book is written on the left side of a page, and on the right are the titles, and they simply have to match them. Now this is trickier than it looks because um, some of the first lines are pretty ambiguous in that it's hard to tell, um, uh, you know, which one it belongs to. But um, what you can do, what I've been giving some hints about this, and I've been giving them, you know. Clues in the book talks. So, for instance, um, there's the first line of uh, Bite Risk is something like, um, uh, I was so busy repairing the tripwire that I almost forgot to bring mom her dinner. And her mom is a werewolf, since it's basically like chucking a big chunk of meat at her in a cage, I believe. Um, and I make sure that I stress that the parents are where are werewolves now it doesn't say werewolf in that first line but bringing mom her dinner trip wire they have to protect themselves from these werewolves i'd go on about these books and then in loki's first line it talks about how this is supposed to be a magical diary but it's a nightmare that's a very paraphrased version of the first line um but 
I make sure I mention that uh, Loki has to keep a diary of his quote unquote deeds and good deeds and things like that. So there are some clues throughout, and they really take it seriously, especially the year sevens and eights. They're really taking it seriously, and they want, and I, you know, uh, give we have like award stamps that they can put in their their school planner that they can get prizes and stuff for. Um, I give them I give them stamps um, um, for the team that gets it all correct a which is only a few also like i look at speed and stuff like that um but then when they're finished i give them uh i give them a little task okay today what we're gonna do at the end once they've got all the first lines matched what we're gonna do today is um uh, you're gonna you're gonna find out soon so far based on covers and blurbs based on your input and that's what i tell them all the time this is what you is unique about this book award in many ways you are choosing they're not being chosen by old men like me um you know a lot of there's a lot of book awards in the uk and that's great but there a lot of them are chosen by old white guys like me and I want them to choose. You are choosing. This is what's important is you are going to choose the winner of this book award. From day one, you are deciding who is winning this award. And that should in really in reality mean more to the to the um, authors because you're supposed to be writing for them. And that is something that I read a ton of middle grade and young adult books. And I feel like, who is this for, right? Um especially young adult books in the UK. I mean, I hate to be blasting them, but uh, it's like, who is this for? (laughs) This isn't for teens in many respects, in my opinion. Um, A lot of young adult fiction in our school, uh, maybe I'm getting the wrong stuff in, but it's more popular with like young teachers. Um, And that's not really, I don't care. I'm glad that they borrow them, but um, the students aren't interested. Um, And that's just my opinion. I could, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, but anyway, something weird there, and um, in my opinion, <clears throat> so once they've done the first lines, I'm like, okay, we're going to work out now who, which one is the most popular. But they're going to have to do it by solving a riddle, okay? Um, and now I give two different riddles out, okay? And the simple fact is that for students who are of um, who maybe struggle with comprehension and reading and this kind of thing, math as well. I just give them a jumbled set of numbers and I give them some clues. The numbers represent the letters of the alphabet. So B would be two, C would be three. Uh, but I give, and once they figure that out, the num- the letters are all scrambled up and it is the word trapped. Like trapped is our most popular book. Some of them are going the roundabout way and being very, very clever and just going, oh, there are seven numbers. There's seven letters. Which book only has seven letters? Um, and I believe it only trapped is E X No, Mexican as well. So some of them go, it's Mexican, sir, because there's seven letters. But the it's either so that <laughs> there are seven in Mexican and seven in um, in Trapped. But yeah, so sometimes they do that and they go, "Oh, it's Mexican." But I was like, "Is it? You know, which ones?" Think you know because they they just want to be the fastest, right? And I, I do give little prizes or sometimes um, stamps to those who who get it faster. Um, but but once they figure it out, they're really happy. There's some groups that are super like, "Yes, like Trapped is my favorite too." And to see that and to see them discussing it. Um, and some of them are like, how is it not bite risk? You know, they get really like, wor- like, it's lovely to see them get passionate about these books. And then when they were put on the shelves, they literally could not contain themselves. 
um, squealing with joy when they came when they came there. So those are the things we're doing um, in library lessons this week. I hope that was useful to you. Um, I hope that you can use that as like a little game or something that you can do. Next week I'll be talking about um, some World Book Day activities that you can do. So hopefully those are helpful as well. Have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.